Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the small and yet very significant and strategic choices that we can all make to become better versions of ourselves. Today is a first here at Three Words Podcast because I've invited onto this podcast a non-DMB coach, but also a very dear friend of mine. So we're very privileged today to have Dr. Chet Hessen, the Assistant Director of Athletics here at Bowling Green State University, who has, over the past few years, become a dear, dear friend of mine. And I've been wanting to have a conversation about these three words for some time now. And I thought to myself, who better to invite into this space to have this conversation with me than none other than you, Chet. So thank you for being here today. And would you be willing to have the honors to share our three words for today. Absolutely. Consider different perspectives. So I'm not sure what you think about, for those of you who are viewing or listening to this podcast, about this notion of considering different perspectives. But I just want to say this from the very beginning. We live in a day and age where there seems like there's such resistance to considering other perspectives. In fact, just not too long ago, we posted another episode of our podcast entitled Look Beyond Yourself. And I think it's we're living in this day and age where it's just a real challenge to actually lean into difference, to, to appreciate diversity. And so I was so excited because you lead workshops on this. You talk about this all mm-hmm. the time. You work with student athletes. Mm-hmm. You're traveling the country and speaking at conferences on this issue of considering different perspectives. You and I have actually been in the same spaces where we've talked to students about these things. And so would you share with our listeners, would you share with our viewers why this is so important to you? Yeah, this is really important to me. The work that's being done here on campus, as well as some very strong interests of my own, came from a very young age. Um, On my dad's side of the family, everybody is deaf, um, Mm -hmm. except for my dad. And so when I was young, a lot of people that I saw in our community might pick on people that were deaf and different and had a different perspective. And so from a young age, I really felt like that social justice warrior and I needed to stand up for marginalized groups, um, particularly with my grandmother in mind. And from that point on, I just felt like uh, I was really glued to this idea of making sure that we were working together to try to make our community better, um, working together to help figure out what are these experiences that we're all having that make us so different, but yet should in reality be bringing us closer together, making us stronger. Well, I think in many ways we tend to think that difference should divide. That when you're different than me, I draw a line and say, oh, you're different than me. And so you stay there and I'll stay here. You be with that friend group or that particular community, and I'll stay here in my community, Mm -hmm. as opposed to leaning in, as opposed to crossing over the lines. And I've been thinking so much about this, particularly in this day and age, where there seems to be such toxicity Mm -hmm. around difficult conversations. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to engage in those conversations. In fact, one of my next books that I want to write is entitled Table Conversations that will transform your family. Mm. And one of the things I've tried to do with our nine children and even my own family and modeled this is to sit around the table on a regular basis and talk about the things that we were always told never to talk about. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about money. But no, I want to engage my family and I want to engage my children in those conversations without expecting them to believe exactly what I do. Because difference 
actually is developmental. Difference could have the capacity to draw us together because there becomes this idea of mutual understanding. And I talk a lot about the 12 dimensions of a human being's life. And on this podcast, even already, people have heard me refer to the emotional dimension and the relational dimension, and of course, the physical dimension. But there's actually another dimension that we haven't spoken about here in this space on this podcast, and it's the cultural dimension. Mm -hmm. It is those identities it is those very unique uh, temperaments or personalities or, again, identities that make us uniquely us, such as race and ethnicity and nationality and gender and sexual orientation, as well as socioeconomic status or maybe geography or ability and disability. There's so much that can be talked about in this huge topic of considering different perspectives. But I know you and I have chatted about, in many ways, that's mm-hmm. rooted in an initial discussion on identity. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I think a uh, prime example of this, I think having those conversations 100% brings people together. Mm. We think all too often, oh, if I talk about this taboo subject, it's going to be divisive and it's going to create this rift between myself and my spouse or my in-laws or one of my best friends. But I truly think that not having those authentic conversations and really figuring out who we are, our identities and our experiences shape our perspectives. And so looking at those differences Mm -hmm. so closely can really bring us together. If you're not having those conversations, you're really just living a superficial life. You're having a superficial relationship. So I love actually my wife and I, when we go back to the in-laws, really digging in because their experiences and their identities are so much different than my own as well, that I absolutely love being the one at the dinner table to strike up that conversation and really dig in. And it's really brought us a lot closer together than if I had been timid or shy to have those conversations because of fear of it drawing a line in the sand and making us divided. Well, and what makes us divided is not the topic, right? It's the approach to the topic. Mm-hmm. So I've loved being on campus with you because you and I are always together in a variety of environments, mentoring environments, athletic environments, having these kind of conversations with students and even with each other. But the way you handle those, because obviously right. as your friend, I know what you think about these various topics mm-hmm. and I'm watching students kind of press in and have different perspectives yeah. and you don't pull back. You don't shrink away. You lean in, mm-hmm. you ask clarifying questions, you never attack their perspective or their viewpoint. You don't try to push them into a corner and be like, well, this is why you're wrong. You just listen. And in fact, I was thinking about this and we've done some of this work, even with some of the male identified students on campus. Mm-hmm. As we think about helping individuals experience true success in life, I think there's really three major things to really implement that build the foundation for considering different perspectives. And they are as these, they are the ability to look closely, secondly, the ability to listen carefully, and thirdly, to learn deliberately. Mm -hmm. So let me unpack those just briefly. The ability to look closely, to be able to see But to be able to see another person, Mm -hmm. to understand another story, you have to pause and you have to take time to look. And then secondly, you need to be able to listen. And and typically you've been in those conversations where you're with someone, you can tell they're listening just enough to be able to respond, but they're not truly pausing to listen. I love when I'm in a conversation with someone and I finish speaking and there's silence. Because mm-hmm. And it takes them 30 seconds to gather their thoughts because they've been fully present with my thoughts and seeking to listen carefully. And I think those are two skills 
and they are skills. They're choices, they're skills. This has nothing to do with personality that we can choose to be better in the ability to consider different perspectives. And then finally, to learn deliberately, to actually cross those lines of difference, to be able to ask why, Mm -hmm. to be able to, to wonder with someone and say, help me understand or tell me more about Or from your perspective, how do you see this situation? But what happens is typically we have lots to say, Mm -hmm. but not a lot to hear. We we take time to to speak a lot, but not really listen and and to learn deliberately. And for many of us, we'll just say, well, why would I? I know what I believe in these various issues. Um, And and again, I don't think we say this out loud, but we tend to live as though we have the full perspective, (laughs) we have the full picture, Mm -hmm. we have full 100% understanding of the world around us. And so why would I take the time and energy to do that? But imagine a world, Chet, where all of us are looking closely at each other, are listening carefully to each other, and are learning deliberately. I think it enhances friendship and doesn't diminish it. 100%. I think the learning deliberately piece really stands out for me in a society now, particularly with social media Mm. and being literate enough to realize that you need those different perspectives in your lives. Because if if you're just tying yourself and you're tethered to people that have similar ideas as you, people that grew up in your same hometown, Mm -hmm. people that assimilate to things that you naturally drift to, and you're living in this homogeneous life and you're not living in a heterogeneous lifestyle, and you don't have those different perspectives, and you're not doing it deliberately, you're not going to be growing. So whether it's on the professional level, your personal life, you really need to intentionally surround yourself and learn from people that are completely different than you. And figure out how you can use those experiences that they've had and find shared values and opportunities to grow from one another to really strengthen and enhance your corporation, yep. your organization, your community, whatever it might be. Those opportunities are a must. And you said it well, shared values. Every human being that you encounter on any given day, we can find common ground. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an area, there's going to be places where we actually can say, yeah, we agree. We believe the same here. We fight for this same cause. Or, And I know for you and I, we both have this passion to fight for justice. Mm-hmm. When we see something that is wrong, we want to say, call out and say, this is wrong. Right. If we see where someone has been marginalized or pushed to the side or not listened to and not valued and not given a voice, we want to fight for that. My family and I have been doing foster care for all these years. We care about those that have not had voice Mm -hmm. for so many years. But what I love about our friendship as we continue to get to know each other, and this is important for our listeners and our viewers to know, is that we're very different. We have so much common ground, and yet, as we continue to develop our friendship, you're an atheist. Mm -hmm. I believe in God. You're a vegan. Mm -hmm. I do eat bacon. (laughs) Maybe not for long. And the reason I say that, maybe not for long, because you have shared with me your perspective on veganism. And I have taken time to not just shut it out Mm -hmm. to be like, don't touch my BLT sandwich, right? right? But to actually talk thoughtfully about that. I think mature people are those who are willing to change their mind when new information is introduced. Yeah. You have to have an open mind. If your ability to listen, to learn and take time to interpret what the person is saying, if that's a skill that you can develop as opposed to being dismissive or completely shut down because you're encountering something for the first time that might be completely different 
from what you're used to or accustomed to. So if we can have an engaged conversation in religion, if we can have an engaged conversation in the ethics of what we put in our bodies in terms of food, sure, sure. we can have engaged conversation about politics and all these other things in the times that we live in today, that's going to help us grow as friends. That's yep. going to help us be able to have more influence in the circles that we're in both within our profession yep. and personally as well. So, I mean, those are key attributes, I think, that we all need to lean into. And I think in many ways, to make two final comments as we close this podcast, first of which we typically listen, if we're honest, to difficult, different conversations and perspectives in order to build a case for a counterattack, mm-hmm. but not to understand. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, and I, I believe this firmly, it was actually my mentor, Dr. Carney Strange, who was my advisor for my doctoral work here on campus at Bowling Green State University, who shared with me, and ever since I have, I have promoted this concept to others, that beliefs and perspectives should never be a litmus test for friendship. Mm-hmm. I can say to you, Chet, and you can say to me, Michael, we're friends, period. Now as friends, let's consider different perspectives. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.